Welcome to Running a Dream, the podcast presented by Luzire Board and co-host Dario Randall. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for Running the Dream, the podcast. This week's episode is going to be real good. We have um, Rashard um, Jones, who is the main organizer. He's one of the founding organizers over Running for Brews over in Royal Oak. We also um, have one of his assistants who has also helps out. Her name is Rebecca Grace, and she has an awesome story about how she runs and and enjoys it. And she's a um, social runner. And we also have an awesome um, interview with LJ. LJ is a real good friend of mine that I've known for a while. Ran many a days with him, LJ Arrington. He's going to tell you his story about running. And we also have a special guest also today, which is, is going to be um, Justin Craig, who is the co-owner of Run Detroit, over Run Detroit. And um, he's over Flight Club also, which is a great organization. He also helps people go from couch to the 5K. He has an awesome story that you guys are going to enjoy. And I want everybody just to relax. If you're driving along in your car, just enjoy the ride. But stay pay attention to the road. I want you guys at home to just enjoy, sit back, grab your favorite tea, grab you a, um, your favorite coffee, enjoy it. Enjoy this um, journey that we're about to take you on. And I'd like to give a special thanks out to my editor and producer. He is awesome. He's got this thing flowing real smooth. This podcast wouldn't happen uh, without, without his help. And we'd like to give a special thanks out to Darielle Randall, which is, which is um, a great guy. Awesome friend great runner and he's also little as people know he's a triathlete i talk to you guys later enjoy the show all right this is um lucire boy today i have um a good friend richard jones he's um one of the leaders over the um royal oak Bury um, running group called Running for Brew Brews. That's correct, Running for Brews. Royal Oak. Royal Oak. So tell me, um, Rashard, tell me what, what started you running, man? So what started me running, um, it was kind of a different path than uh, what you may hear from, from most individuals. Um, you know, leading a running group, you may have heard that a lot of folks may have run competitively or maybe even professionally. But for myself, what started me running takes me back almost 20, 25 years um, back at Renaissance High School in Detroit, Detroit, Michigan. Oh, you uh, went to Renaissance? Yeah, I did. Oh, man, I remember when Renaissance first opened, man, and they didn't have any sports at all over there. Yeah, man. yeah, uh, a, lot of, a lot has changed um, since I've been there and, and, and even since now. But uh, what started me to running was really just to be in an environment with my friends. A lot of my, um, a lot of my friends 
played uh, football or basketball or baseball and as a requirement for them to participate in no sports they had to run cross country so it was a common area for us to kind of just do things together and kind of goof off that's what initially started my first attraction with running was just running with them because they had to run to participate in the uh, fall and, and winter winter sports activity so that's where my initial um, my kind of my initial introduction to running started um, and then fast forward uh, I've always had a, a love for running and I didn't pick it back up until I turned 30, 31 years old. <laughs> okay, you had a little dry season. Yeah. Um, so it, it always had been at the forefront, and I would I would do it casually, but I didn't start doing it more repetitively. You know, more than once, once, once or twice, once or twice a week until 10 years ago. Um, and I, that's when I trained for my first official 5K, which was the Detroit 2010 Detroit Free Press. Uh, 5k that was uh back in 2010 so training for that got me reintroduced and uh i fell in love with it and i've been running okay three four times a week ever since so how many um how many races have you done uh, i think on my medal stand right now i have probably close to 30 medals um but it's not a lot when you think when you think about ten years, but it's a lot. It's a lot. It's definitely right. accomplishments. Right, no doubt, no doubt. Which, what's your favorite run you like to do? My favorite run, the one that I, the race that I've done every year, is the uh, Flint Crim race and the Detroit. I'm a home red hard the Detroit Free Press. Man, that Crim is the one of the best ten milers ever. Shut down Flint party after the race man it's like none other so my wife's from flint um and i met my wife at michigan state and okay, uh, okay. she's from flint um it, it, the, the town really supports the race they support the runners and um i, I really like the environment the environment that you're on top of the runners there's a lot of engagement so that's one of my favorites along with detroit i, I like the idea of crossing the border interacting in Canada, coming back to the streets that you're so familiar with, but you have a, a cheering section. So those are just some of the uh, my favorite two races. Okay, okay. Now, those hills, what's that called over there in Flint? The Bar Barkley Hills? Yep. Yeah, them Barkley Hills, man. I, I noticed I got up there faster than, um, last year when I did it. It seemed like every year I get faster and faster. <laughs> it's, it's like a challenge each year. I got to hit that faster and yep. harder this year. It's, it's a it's definitely a challenge and it's, it's a mental challenge along with a physical challenge uh, but i find the rolling hills after the barton hills to be just as tough as the hills themselves right no doubt no doubt no doubt um what 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 um races do you plan on doing this year do you have any on the forefront so i had originally scheduled the roxy up and that was going to be my first uh, opportunity to do that race. I've, had a, I've heard a lot of good things about that race from the running community. Unfortunately, I have a conflict with some uh, some personal things with my family that I have to tend to. So that's off the table this year, but I plan on doing it next, next year. But what I have in front of me is the Martian, uh, which is the uh, race in Dearborn in uh, mid-April. And I'm also going to do uh, Base Shore. Are you doing the uh, 10K or 5K for the Martian? So they'll, they'll be both halves. So I'm going to do the Martian half, and I'm going to do the Base Shore half. And the Base Shore half. Yes. I heard that Base Shore is real beautiful. It is. I've been hearing about that. I 
gonna have to put that on my map to get up there. I wanna do that marathon they got. But that um, the Martian, they say that um that marathon is a tough one going all the way out and back. Okay. <laughs> because it's I, I think it the just the views doesn't have too many views because you just got trees like on both sides of the road going yep. each way. But you, you, you you have to be focused on that. I've done the 10K probably four or five times. Okay. I love that 10K. It goes all the way through the neighborhoods and something everywhere over there. That's an awesome race right there. I'm looking forward to it. It's my, it'll be my first Martian. So as many medals as I have, there's a lot of first races that I'm still. Have you seen the Martian uh, medal? Yeah. That's a funny medal. It's a cool medal. medal. Yeah. You're going to enjoy that one. So with this group, how long have you been um, with this group right here? So I'm, I'm one of the uh, original organizers of the group. Uh, we started the group, I believe it was on June 2nd of 2014. Three years ago. Yes. Four, yep. uh, this June will be our fourth four-year anniversary. Four-year anniversary. Okay. So we started with six people. Um... And I was a bit nervous on how the reception would be and how many people I would actually get to come back. Uh, but it's the uh, the running community here in Royal Oak has really taken to the group uh, very well, and we've had a large following uh, through, throughout the many months that we've been in existence. And uh, it's it's done nothing but grow, and we, we're even still growing. We we average in our peak our peak months are the summer, obviously the spring spring summer and fall. Okay. And we average we're getting close to averaging 90 plus runners in, in the summer and fall. Uh, you see today we have a, a good turnout of maybe 50 plus 60 plus runners here today, and, and we definitely peak in the summer months. It's a uh, overall it's a good group, um, and I and I enjoy leading it. And to and to be doing it on a Monday like this. I'm sure the, the um, Royal Oak Brewery really enjoys all you guys coming in, supporting them. Oh yeah, stuff. definitely. Uh, there's definitely uh, benefits for for all parties. Uh, you got the social aspect, which a, a lot of us, many of us, come for. Uh, you have the running aspect, which is at the forefront of uh, the community that we're building. And you, you know, you have the, the bar and the, the drinking, and you know, the, the beer, which is uh, which is important for not a lot of running groups, but it's, it's a it's a focal point for us. Uh, all of us pretty much love beer, so that's that's at the forefront as well. I understand. That's why it's called running for bre brews, right? There we go. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you. Um you leading this group, man. It was awesome seeing you out there. I said, man, my man, he really um, getting, it, getting it going from the beginning of the race. So you went to Renaissance High School. Yep. And you say you was running there, but you was playing around kind of like? Yep. Just, it was just more social than anything, just to be around your friends. Just be around your friends. Um, I couldn't even tell you if my times were good or not. It, it was been so long ago, but I really wasn't running for for timing myself. We we were still pretty pretty moderately fast. We weren't running winning any of the cross country meets at Rouge Park at that time. Okay, is that Rouge Park? Yeah, that was at Rouge Park at that time. Right. But uh, uh, it was just more just to interact with with my friends that had to run as a prerequisite to the other sports. Okay. Oh, that's what they had to do, like yeah. basketball yeah. and stuff. I, I remember. Um, now that you mention it. I remember all the members of the um, basketball 
had the um, run cross country at Murray Wright when I went to Murray Wright to get on and you could tell they hated doing it too man they wanted to just play they didn't want to do the training involved right but they don't a lot of people don't don't understand that the, the training that you do for different sports it builds up your cardio yep. so while you in that last quarter that sport or that you know that last period yep. you still got enough energy and that energy if you whoever trains the most is going to outbeat the other man because they're going to be tired you bring up a good point um, with running. There's there's the physical aspect of things where um, running is something that you can do. It's not like basketball or football or baseball where you need other individuals to do it with. The, the unique thing about running, which which I enjoy, is that you can do it with a with a, a group as we're doing as we're doing it today, or you can go out on your own. All you need is a is a stopwatch or a, a running watch. I'm, I'm showing my age here. Stopwatch. All you need is a running watch. And uh, you just head on out. If you want to run with earphones, you can. If you want to be one with the environment, you can. And you just get out, get your run in, and come home. Um, so you have the physical aspect where you can, you can time yourself, and you can, you can mark your improvements. You, there's so many ranges of of um, distances you can time yourself in. So you can almost reinvent or create a different environment for yourself just by doing a different distance. So you know you can do a 5K. You do a 10K, you can do a um, 10 miler, you can do a, a half marathon. There's so many uh, a, array of, of distances that you can do. But the thing for me which may differ from, from a, a lot of individuals is that running is kind of a, running is almost yoga to me. And what I mean by that is it's uh, definitely a mental exercise. So when you think about <clears throat> every day, how, how many minutes or hours do you actually dedicate to yourself in a day? For a lot of people, it's not many where you're just dedicating a block of time just for yourself. A lot of us, we, we may have kids, we have friends, we have family. We're always, we, we work. We're doing things in preparation for work. We're getting ourselves together for work. We're, uh, we're, we're cooking dinner for the family. Running for me was something that I could do for myself. It was a form of meditation where I go out for a half hour, 45 minutes, no cell phone, you're not thinking about work, you're not thinking about, oh, what assignment do I have tomorrow? What are the kids gonna wear to school tomorrow? You was free. You, it's, running for me is just 45 minutes, an hour, of just me time and the added benefit is just the physical the physical piece of it is the optional right so for me it was all mental for me and that's what i enjoy about it is it allows me to clear my mind organize things organize my thoughts for the next day that that's been the biggest joy that running has provided for my life man that's powerful right there A, a lot of people that aren't runners don't understand that aspect a lot of people think that you know why do these guys go running you know that's too tiresome but they don't understand once you get that cardio and you just your your um heart rate and everything is in sync your body's in sync usually like when i first start running it take a couple few minutes yep. for everything to you know get in get in line but then once it's in line then it's like 
click TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. And then like you just said, I start thinking about what I gotta do tomorrow, how I'm gonna do it. I got this project to do. I might be thinking, um, okay, I'm gonna do this, this. Or I might know, know exactly how to do a certain thing and it'll just come to me while I'm running. I say, oh man, you know what? I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. But, and sometimes I don't think about it much. Yeah. Just be like, bam. Everything is out my mind. I, you know how we run sometimes, and you just you realize you say, man, we just ran a few miles, and it, you you forgot you was running. I love when we mm -hmm. do that. When you get in that zone right there, I like it too. I like it too. You say, oh man, we just ran another mile, and I didn't. I don't even remember it. <laughs> awesome. So let me ask you, very rarely. Let me interview the interviewer. All right. So, what would you say, what first turned you on to running? My brother. Okay. I, uh, my brother, Ethan, he's um, 10 years my senior. Okay. And he was running and running. I used to watch him. I met him once. That's a, it's a, he's a nice guy. Yeah, I, 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 thanks. I, I, um, I used to be a little kid, right, when he was 10 years older than me. And at 6 in the morning, like clockwork, he would be in front of the TV watching this lady do this um, exercise with her stomach. He okay. was getting ripped up in his stomach. Then he would run. And then I think one day um, he asked me to run with him. And I started running with him. And we would run, a, we was like running 5 to 10 miles a day, every day. But I didn't know what a mile was back in those days. This was back in the in the um, early 80s I was just run. I was just happy I was running with my older brother so I just said to myself you know what I'm gonna run um, the marathon with him and um, my dad had to sign I was 16 years old when uh, when I was training for the marathon my dad said boy you don't know what a marathon is you don't know what 26.2 miles is I, if it was nowadays, I, I was I would probably say yes, I'm gonna learn today. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, man, we back in those days it started over in Canada, and you came across the um, bridge, and then it went to um, Greek Town, Greek Town, mm -hmm. and it went to um, St. Clair Shores. Went through some streets of St. Clair Shores, and it finished on Belle Isle at the casino. That was the finish. Yeah, that was how I went. Okay. And man, I remember getting to mile 18 at Lake St. Clair, coming up out of there, and my brother can tell I was um, hitting the wall. He was like, I see you at the finish line. And I remember run walking, run walking, run walking the whole thing. But it was real cool. I, my, my, um, it's the only bib number I remember. My bib number was A106. And as I was running, I probably looked like I was 10 years old when I was 16. And they was like, look at that little kid running the slip. And they would yell at me, A106, come A106. And I and it was just pumping me up, you know, I wasn't okay. used to having that much um, publicity going on at one time. So about time when I got to the um, finish line, I remember going over the uh, MacArthur Bridge, which is the Bell Bridge. Bridge. You're right. And I remember I was like, man, I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. And when I got to that finish line, my legs were so hard, man. I remember I was, I, they put that thing around me. 
that you know the little um, thing they keep you warm. They keep you warm, yeah. Yeah, put that on me. And that that night, I remember um, I didn't. Um, I spent the night over my brother's house, and I took an absent salt bath that night, and okay. I didn't go to school the next day. I okay. remember it was a Monday. That Monday I didn't go to school, and then when I went to school the next day, the um, the um, track coats I had on all my gear, had my little shirt on with the marathon. Everybody yep. knew I just ran 26.2 miles, uh -huh. and the track coach asked me to be on the track team, and that's how I started. Running. Okay. But yeah, man, I could talk forever about running. Man. <laughs> I, I love running, man. and I met I, I've met so many wonderful people on the track team back then. We was like brothers, man. And then we had some of the football team was on the track team too that did sprints, the hundred. So I had a nice um, group, group head of guys that, that was around me at that time. I'm sure you met a lot of new friends now. Oh yeah. Since you started coming to running groups. Since I started coming to running groups. I met you. I'm going to meet everybody in here eventually. Mm -hmm. Coming back and forth here. This is cool on Mondays. I didn't even know this was really going on on a Monday. Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, listening to the previous podcast. And uh, I figured it would be a good opportunity to at least... A lot of people don't know that I, I lead this group. So it, it was right. a good introduction for yourself. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely happy that you came out. Okay, today I have um, Rebecca Grace with me. She's also part of the Royal Oak, Royal Oak um, Brewery running group called Running for Brews. And um, she's one of the leaders here. Mm -hmm. And what kind of questions were you asking? So how'd you get started in your podcast? Okay, this is how I got started. I have a, a good friend in, in one of my running clubs called um, Black Men Run. And he's been watching me on uh, Facebook. I do a lot of just videos all the time when I'm with my running groups. I'm, a, I'm with Downtown Runners and Walkers, Run Detroit, um, mm -hmm. Down River Runners, and a few others. And um, at Water, at Water um, Running Club. And he was like, man, you do a lot of good videos and stuff. You should start your own podcast. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't even know what a podcast is, man. I said, I tell you what, if you help me out, I'll do a podcast. And he um, became my editor and producer. Really? That's awesome. And he said, and, and we just launched the first one um, yesterday. That's super cool. So I like that. When you get a chance, go to run, run, um, run in a dream the podcast, and you can listen to the first episode. Great, I will do that. And so we we um, had a real good time with the first one. We're looking forward to going on through this year. That is awesome. So, what started you running? So I started running actually about five years ago. I did my first 5K for a St. Patrick's Day run, and that run it, that you, the shirt you wear. Yeah, and I'd never done it before. I had two friends who were like, "You can do a 5K," and I was like, "I don't know if I can do a 5K. Three miles just seems so long. If you don't run it all, that's a super long distance." And then they convinced me it was a fun run, not super competitive, just a lot of cheering people. Right. So I went down and did it with them. 
So it was really nice. That's kind of what I got into. And then here, here, this group was about a year and a half after I got involved in this group because I didn't run that frequently. Okay. Started coming out here. And this group is so welcoming to people. It was a lot smaller then. Okay. It's grown drastically. We started coming out here and just talking to people and started running with them. And truly, it's Richard that brings me back every week. He is so welcoming, so motivating. He stands on the corners, gives you high fives. It's great. Yeah, he's an awesome guy. I, I, I um, met Richard, I think, at um, Downtown Runners and Walkers. He came through there. And um, he, he reached out to me. So I was like, man, I got to get him on board. Mm -hmm. So, um, how often do you like run a, a week? I'm not that frequent of a runner. If I'm having a good week, I'm doing three to four times a week. But usually it's for sure Monday night and then maybe one other time. There are people I've met from this run group who I'll run with on the weekends and we tend to do slightly longer mileage on the weekends. Okay, okay. What, what races do you have um, on the forefront for this year? So I'm signed up to do the Rock CF Half Marathon at the oh, end of this month. Sweet. I, I think you I'm, know what? I'll be seeing you there. All right, awesome. I signed up for it so I would be motivated to run through the winter. That was my main motivation. Okay. And their shirts with the, the shoes of the lungs, that's just super cool. Right, right. The, the, the shirt, I get a lot of um, compliments on that running shirt. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a nice one. A lot of people know it in the running area here, but I like to wear it when I go out of town, if mm -hmm. I go to different states. Put on that running shirt, it's a, it's an awesome conversational piece. I'm sure. So I'm looking forward to having one of those. And then my next big one will be the Free Path Marathon again in the fall. It'll be my second time doing it, so looking forward to that. The Free Press Marathon? Yeah. Oh, you're going to love that one again. Is this your second time? My second one. I did it last year for the first time, and it was awesome. You did the full? No, the half. I've oh, never done it. Full marathon, so I've never done a full marathon, okay. and I have no desire to. Yep, I, but I admire, I admire people who do it. I ain't mad at you. It's, you know, every, I, you know, um, I've I, um, been running for a while, and one thing I noticed: everybody has their little niche. Some people are specialties at the 5K. Some people stick with the 10K. I noticed like a lot of marathoners that used to run full marathoners as they get older. They were smart, cut it to the half marathon, you know, when they got in the 60s and 70s, it seemed like. And um, right now, I'm still very, I'm still healthy. Okay, great. And I'm trying to go the limit. I did my first 50K in, oh my gosh. in August, so I'm, okay. I'm excited about doing it again this year. What, what race was that? Um, the Marquette 50K up north, um, level four. It's a level four. Um, you climbing mountains and descending and um, climbing over rocks and trying to avoid roots. I'm sure. I'm sure that's always a struggle with trail running. So one of the reasons I like our group is that we're running on side streets and on pavement. I am not a trail runner. I that scares me about twisting an ankle or tripping on a root or I even seeing a snake on the trail. But I love our route. Like especially right now, we run behind the zoo. It's shaded for that pretty area. Give some downtown lights from downtown Royal Oak. So it's great. The route I ran with you guys today is interesting because on Sundays. Um, every now and then I meet up with a group we call us we call ourselves doing the bagel run. We meet over there at Einstein Bagel mm -hmm. on Sunday at six in the morning. Okay. And we, we run six miles and we're finished by um, um, about seven. And then we have bagels and 
eggs or whatever sandwiches. Like and we're, we're home between 8 and 8.30. Oh, that's so nice. So you still get your full day ahead of you. And so that's really nice. 6 a.m. is pretty early. That's For me, that'd be an early run to get up for. But I like the idea that you have some food waiting for you afterwards. Like, you need some motivation to finish that run other than just it's going to be a good workout and I can feel accomplished. So I think that's part of the reason on Monday nights we're running for brews. We always know if we come back here, we have good conversation waiting for us. We have good beer waiting for us. And we just have good company with this group. I think that's one of the best things is that we're truly a social running group. We have some excellent competitive runners. You met Sarah earlier tonight. Who oh won yeah, the I know Sarah from Downtown Runners yes. and Walker. She won the Court Town yesterday. Yes, exactly. I, I, I'm a uh, volunteer at the Court Town race. I actually, um, Doug Curtis, who's the um, mm -hmm. organizer there, me and him both hold the banner as the runners come through. I get to see the first place um, males and females that come through. That's super cool. But like we have competitive runners like her and others in our group. And then we have the very social runners like myself. We're just out here for like a good time and we just get to like talk to people and socialize and have and still get a little run in. And then you have your encouragement when you go down to these races. Like Corktown yesterday, we had a little party tent that we set up and we invited everybody from the group to come out, visit us, have a beer with us, just come say hi. And we had probably about 40 people come through that tent. And it just wow. started as a small group of five or six of us and has grown over the past four years. And oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Was that in the Roosevelt Park? Y'all had a tent right in there? Um, we actually have a spot off of Michigan Ave behind okay. the building. That we okay, got behind the building. Okay. That's nice. That's nice. It really is. It's I saw they had... Um, I don't know if that just volunteers or not. They had one sex and I saw they had so many tents down there. I ain't so know which tents. <laughs> you didn't know which one to go to, so that's why ours is luckily there are actually two tents back there. And we're like, come back, you'll figure out which one we are. You'll hear people that you know and you'll see people that you know. So and to meet with our group, we have a lot of crossover, and we think this is a bunch of running groups in the area, but we have crossover here. We run on Monday nights. The Royal Oak Area Runners, Roar, they run on Tuesday nights out of the library, and I think Saturday mornings, too. And we have the Hansons Running Group, which does Thursdays. And what you'll see amongst the groups is that we have people from Roar who come to Monday night. Right. I run on Tuesday nights on occasion. A few people from here do crossover. They'll run on Tuesday nights, and then they'll run on Thursdays with Hanson, too. And so you just get all that intermingling, and you start to build this awesome community where you always feel like you belong, and you always feel like you have a place to go and be celebrated and just do something good for your body and then feel good about yourself. So here in Royal Oak, you have three different running clubs, and you all co-mingle on the different um, nights that that running yeah. club holds their events. We have people who go between all three, and so... Um, I don't know how big all of the running clubs are. I think ours might be one of the largest. At our anniversary run last year, we had about 140 to 160 people show up. Wow, that's awesome. We must have been a nice run. day. Must have been it a was nice a gorgeous day. day. You need to come out for it. It's the first Monday in June. First Monday in June. And you will come out. You will get a party hat because it's our birthday run. Okay. We, you will run with balloons. And we <laughs> run sometimes a slightly different route. But last year, we did a route where at the two-mile mark, you got a jello shot. So we did a color run and everybody wore their favorite color and it's very inclusive then. You can wear whatever color shirt you have on, right. you belong as part of the picture. Okay. We did one of those rainbow pictures where you go from red to purple and oh, you have everybody nice, like go nice, with their colors. Nice, nice. And then we took off running with about 60 different balloons okay. and party hats 
down the streets of Royal Oak and through the neighborhoods. And at mile two, I was standing there waiting, along with some others, waiting for people with the Jello shot. You did your Jello shot, and then you came on home strong. We had cupcakes, birthday cake, we had pump prizes. We did a whole donation did, did, thing. Did y'all meet here? Yeah, we meet here in the beginning. Okay. We always take off from here. We always okay. take off from the brewery. And once you leave the brewery, we sometimes switch up our routes. Okay. But you will always know where you're going. We have a variety, since we have a variety of runners, we have the really fast people. The people right. are running like the 630 no miles. No doubt. And then we have the slower people like me who are like 11, 12 minutes. Sometimes we even get walkers. Right. We always make sure nobody's left behind. Okay. And so we'll hand out maps if we have a new route. But okay. we want to make sure that you know where you're going. And you always, your goal is just make it back to the brewery. So yeah. even if you have to take a slightly different route to get back here, it's okay. Just come back here. All right. If, I, if I'm available um, June 1st? First Monday of June. Okay. Oh, first Monday of June. Good, good. First Monday of June is our birthday run. We love it. People come out. We have people come out once a year sometimes just for that run. Okay. That sounds real fun. It, this is year four for this group. This is going to be, yeah, I think this is year four for our group. It's going to be our fourth anniversary. anniversary. Awesome. But kind of a young group. Yeah, we're definitely a young group. We grew pretty quickly. Like, uh, regularly in the summertime, we'll have over 100 runners at our Monday night run, which is a pretty big crowd to have. Um, we can take over the bar area of the brewery and the entire patio. So you guys blew up on, like, social media on Facebook and stuff? Yeah, between social media, between Facebook, um, we do meet, meet up, and then... Um, I feel like we might be on Strava now and maybe a couple other ones that we're on. But really, I mean, that's social how media. I, it's funny you said that. That's how I met the um, Hamtramck running group. Okay. Is on, they're on Meetup. Yeah. And I think people find us and they come out. And also people, we like that a lot of our runners will bring their friends. Okay. So they're like, hey, you should come with me. Yeah, Because no I think doubt. some running groups are intimidating. Some running groups, if you are not a strong, fast, experienced runner, they're intimidating. You show up right. and people are running there. <laughs> you be left behind by yourself. You're going to be left behind and you don't feel included. And so we, that's one thing we pride ourselves on is like, you're not going to be left behind. If you tell us, you know, we always have somebody looking out for you. We always have somebody who wants to run with you. And even, it's not just for Shard and I. Our runners are great about going out and we, you saw us through the introduction of the new people. We do that specifically so other people know who's new, who's should I go talk to? Who do I need to make that connection with? People will run with you and they'll talk to you the whole time. And truly that social, we want you to come back, that community forming bonding experience. Wow. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, this, it seems like a, um, just looking around at everybody, it's, it's, it's a well-knit family going on here. Y'all got a good... I think that's a pretty good term for us. Um, yeah. Some of our group, the group, I, the group over there, I met them over the past four years, three and a half years, in this running group, and they have truly become like family, those friends over there. And we've just become very intertwined, um, and we celebrate each other, and we try to celebrate each other's running accomplishments, which is a huge thing. We have a woman named Marathol in our group. She's not here tonight, but she joined us about two years ago now, couldn't run a 5K. Couldn't run three miles. Okay. Last October, she ran her first marathon, the Chicago awesome. Marathon. That's amazing. And we just thought that was incredible. She just she did the Chicago? The Chicago Marathon. Wow. her first one. She, she did it last year? Last year. I did it with her then. That's awesome. Yeah. So you didn't know she was doing it, but she was one of ours, and we feel, <laughs> feel like we can take that much credit for her training, but we feel like we helped her to encourage her to just keep with it, keep going. People will support you, and through us and through Roar, the other running group, 
she was able to make friends, make connections, and find people to run with. Wow, that's amazing. She was very determined to go from not running a mile hardly to running a full marathon. She did it in about a year and a half. And just like she is one of those success stories that she had that determination to do it and that perseverance. And we would just see her running and she said, I'm going to do it. But she is super personable and she still comes out on Monday nights, socializes with us and wants to have a good time. But she has now set these goals and she's just going to keep accomplishing them. That's amazing. Yeah, That's we amazing. think so. I love hearing stories about that. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been hearing a lot of stories when, you know, over the few years I've been um, running with my running club, a lot of a lot of people have lost like 100 pounds, 70, 60 pounds, and then they'll show me an old picture of them, and I'm like, wow, I can't believe you was that big. I thought you were lying so much. You lost 80 pounds, and they don't even look like it anymore. Yeah. It's definitely it's really cool to watch our runners achieve their goals. And so it's anything from like the small five Ks that we do around here, you know, like people are like, I PR'd on this. Or we have um we have a few runners who are going to Boston this year. And one of them, Caitlin, she qualified at Glass City Marathon last year down in Toledo. Okay. And so but when she came back, we knew that was her goal. And so when she came back we like celebrated her qualifying. It doesn't have to necessarily be that you ran Boston, right? Right. right. But it's just you qualifying for something or you being like, I got a PR on something. So we love it when our runners tell us I had this accomplishment, both in my running life and in their personal life, and then we try to celebrate that. That's awesome. That, that motivation like that, you know, that, that takes me for a long way. When you get when people get motivated by their peers, mm -hmm. it pushes them to keep going and going and take it to the next level. We have that fun competition that goes on in our group. We have some people who, they have their friends that they run with, and you'll see us as we're running up the street, as we're running up 4th Street. When you get to the last, like, two to three blocks, you'll still see people starting to take off and trying to race each other. Yeah, like the end that, of their I, I love that. I love it's that awesome. part. I love that part. I love it. Nothing like the, the I, I usually, um, the last quarter mile, that's when it's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick it mm -hmm. up and start pushing it, but then that last, like 300 yards, I'm coming all the way hardcore. Dude, super hard to come in. And we always have somebody waiting with like waters when they get back, right? So like, you know what? That was awesome. You know what? I appreciate that when I came, when I was coming in, and and you had water, you was passing out water to everybody. I was like, man, that was awesome. I can imagine, especially in the summertime, mm -hmm. that would be a great refreshment on a yeah. hot 90 degree day. So we try to instill this idea of when our runners get back, like you don't, you can grab a water for yourself, but grab one and like pass it on, right? So that whole idea of creating community and just taking a water to your friend, taking a water to somebody you don't know. So I don't always run, and when I don't run, one of the things I like to do is I'll be here at the brewery, so like send people off and like wait for them to come back, cheer them on and correct, congratulate them as they come back, but then also just hand them that cup of water, and you're just getting to say hi to people, say hope you had a good run, and just kind of form that bond again. So it's always about strengthening that bond in our in our running group. That's good. Yeah, I can see it. It reminds me of um, my running club at Downtown Runners and Walkers. We we meet on Tuesdays. Okay. And we do the exact same thing, basically. Yeah. We, we, we either run um, four, usually they run in, um, four miles or six miles. And then come back, we do the exact thing, conversate, talk about our races and our next mm -hmm. runs we have coming up. And who fell down and 
and what happened, you know, right. it's always one of us falling down. <laughs> <laughs> you always have something going on. On our route, we do have a little tricky part right when you take off, and we've had several people skid out. It's right by a construction site, and I think there's some unevenness in the ground, okay. especially in the winter when it's dark, you can't see it as right, well, right? right? So we've had several people fall and skim some knees, which we never want injuries to happen hey, on, I on our course. I've had some wipeouts myself. Oh man, and our runners run all the time. We have to cancel runs if the weather is unsafe for us or if it's super icy we will cancel a okay, run. Okay. But even when we cancel a run and we don't have an official run people still show up. I know. So almost every day of the year I think this year was a weird exception because Christmas fell on a Monday and okay. New Year's Day fell on Monday. Oh, but we still okay. had runs where we said we we're having a snowstorm we're not running. People show up and they send us their photos from running it so that we know they're there. They show up when it's icy and they go running in the ice storm that none of us are willing to Take on. I put on my um, yak tracks when I. <laughs> right. But against ice, some things do, just don't work. You're just going to go flying no matter what. But we have people who they wipe out, but they keep coming back. Luckily, we have had no serious injuries, although I feel like I'm going to curse myself, knock on wood. But no serious injuries yet. But it's just really cool that we have created this community that is so bonded that on Monday and so dedicated to Monday nights that even when we don't have that official run, they still come, they still show up, and they're like, it's 7 p.m., we'll wait around for a few minutes, look for people. If you look like you're a runner, we're going to say, do you want to run with us? And four to six people will take off and just run, even on those nights. Wow. It's pretty awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a lot of energy right there. <laughs> I like that. We try, we try with the energy. I think the other thing too, you mentioned the different mileage that different groups do. So some wow. groups do like four and six miles on a single night. Okay. Or like the Royal Oak Area Runners, one thing they'll do is they'll do a three mile route and a five mile route all on Tuesday nights. So you all take off at the same time, but you have your option which route you want okay. to do. Okay. Run Detroit on their Saturday runs, they do I think a six, eight, and ten mile option or something along yeah, those lines. We, um, I'm with Run Detroit okay. um, Flight Club. We do. Um, what is it? Three miles, um, six miles, or ten miles? Okay. So I know that there's three different things. I like the maps they give us, though. Yeah. Are they cool? Yeah. I, especially the ten mile, like the other. Um, not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before when I did the ten miler. Mm -hmm. They had it turn by turn with the streets where you turn. Oh, at. that's nice. Where they like tell you the name. Yeah, because if you're looking at the map, you're like, I don't know what street name this is. Right, right. We one of the things we like about our group is we thought about do we do different running distances, right? Like okay. running for bruises is a national organization, and part of it is that you do a 5K. Right. But we have so many runners that we could easily do the 5K. But we could also add on to it and do a five miles, a uh, 10K, right? Right. Six miles, six point two. But one of the things we sort of like, and the reason we keep going back to our 5K only, is everybody is doing the same thing. And it just goes back to that sense of community and that idea of we're all in this together, we're all here for the same thing. That's we good. had those amazing That's runners. Good. Like I mentioned, Sarah's winning the women's in multiple races. Oh, yeah. But she still comes out on Monday nights and runs this 5K with us. Yeah. This is a completely social group. This is not one of those competitive running groups that you find elsewhere, but she still finds it fun to come out and run with us. And she still is super fast. She's beating all the other people out there every Monday night, but she still comes out and runs with us. And it's the idea of you don't have to go far distances. You don't have to be super fast, but we're all doing the same thing and just kind of creating that sense of bonding and community again. Man, I really enjoyed hearing your story and everything and telling me about this group. It's great talking to you. I like learning about your story and why you decided to start this podcast. I think it's really neat. Oh, man. It's... 
I'm excited to hear about other running groups in the area. Oh, there's, there's so many running groups in the metro area of Southeast Michigan. Now that I'm thinking about it, I've, I've been um, I've been running into so many. You'd be surprised. I mean, I've I've um, you got downtown running the walkers. You got Run Detroit. Mm -hmm. You got the three here. Yeah. And just in Royal Oak alone, there's three. Yes. I didn't I didn't know it was three, you guys. I I, I knew it was the Hansons running group. Yep. And I've just got introduced to, to this group, um, running for brews. And then you said the other one's Gore, right? Gore. Royal Roar. Oak area runners. They've been oh, around for 10 or 15 Roar. years. They are an older running group. They've okay. been around forever. So Okay, so it's R-O-A-R. -R. Yes. So it's Royal Oak Area, area runners. runners. All right, that's a cool word they came up with. Yeah, yeah. they I did. Say. They did a good job with that one. Um, Sharon, who runs that group and heads it up, she is excellent. So awesome, mm -hmm. awesome. But that's what's cool about it is you all stay. A lot of you guys stay in the same area, mm -hmm. so you got to almost each day of the week which club I'm gonna you, go run you with. Have your pick. And we even go as far as our holiday party lots of times. This year didn't work out, but lots of times we will join our holiday party with Royal Oak Area Runners, with nice, Roar. Nice. And so we do that crossover where, party. Where do Roar uh, meet at? They meet at the Royal Oak Area Library, the Royal Oak Library, the library. Okay. on the steps of the library every Tuesday at 7. So same time, same just different time. day. Sweet. Um, and they also meet there on Saturday mornings, I think at 8 a.m. You want to okay. check that with Sharon. I can give you her info, but you want to check that. But definitely 7 p.m. every Tuesday. They're on the steps of the library. They're a great group to run with, too. And the other cool thing is they run a different route than us. Okay. Even though they're only a block away, they have a different route. So you don't get bored running that same loop all the time. Do they run 5Ks also? They do a 3-mile and a 5-mile loop. A 3-mile and a 5-mile. Mm -hmm. Okay, great, great. Yeah, so they do they do both distances. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Man. I'm just, I'm just, in, I'm just taking in, just learning more, more runners, more groups, and it's just like, literally, Southeast Michigan is a running community. It's such a great community to it's run in. It's so running. wonderful, and I, what I love about our community too is we have so many interactions where we interconnect with other run groups. It's not a competition between the run groups here. You think right. Royal Oak has three run groups? We try to connect with all of them and we try to interact with all of them and just say you can boost you can boost your running population by getting other people out there and you can just make it a better place for people. If you're like, hey, you have a sense of community. I'm part of the Royal Oak running community. I can go where I want to go and I know I'm gonna be welcomed and I know somebody's gonna run with me and say, Hey, how how was your last race? How's your upcoming race going? How's your training going? Exactly. It's pretty awesome. Running the dream. You guys are all just running the dream. That's what I call it. We try. Man. Well, I appreciate you talking to me, Rebecca. It's, it's been a great Thank time. Thank you very much for talking to me. Hey, you guys. This is another episode of Running the Dream, the podcast. Um, you guys have a wonderful day. And remember, God loves you, and I do too. Hey, this is Lucire on um, Running the Dream podcast with me today. I got LJ Arrington, better known as Lee, and um, he's talking about running the half marathon and the, the difference between that and running a full <laughs> marathon. And I thought we um, 
I let him uh, talk about it a little bit more in depth. Yeah, so a couple of years ago, I ran a Dexan Arbor, and I was running it with Sire, and we took off, and right before, you know, you know, let's say go, Sire says, you know, hey, everybody, you know, it's okay, don't worry about it. We only got 13.1 miles to run. And I thought to myself, what the hell is he talking about? Like, why would you say that? Because I I only ran a half. That was as far as I ran. And I was like, that's a that's a whole race. And later on, I think it was that year, next year, I ran a free press um, a marathon full. And it wasn't until I got, you know, about a mile or half past the halfway mark and I was running into um, uh, Indian Village, I think at mile 15. And I remember you saying, oh, we only got 13.1 miles. And I thought to myself, Oh, so this is what he meant. We only got 13.1 miles. <laughs> but the half is just so much easier to, to maintain, so much easier to, if you mess up, you know, if you run eight miles or nine miles, you can walk four. But if you don't take care of training on the full and you mess up and you, you die at miles 16 or 17, it's a you still got 10 miles to go. <laughs> it's just a, it's an entirely different beast. I'm uh, just... You, you really can't articulate it. I remember you said that, and I was like, eh, whatever. But nothing can, nothing made it more real when I got to mile 15 at the, when I was running the free press later on that year. What about Belle Isle? Remember when you get on Belle Isle? Yeah, I mean, Belle Isle for me, it had already kind of fell apart, to be honest with you. I'd already hit the wall and was still struggling. So Ooh. by the time I got to Belle Isle, I was still just looking like, well, if I run and walk, I can still beat my three hour, um, uh, my four hour time limit. So. I wanted to make it before four hours. I finished at three fifty-six. So what pace did you start? You must have been on an eight fifty, uh, a lower pace um, then. When you yeah, started I started out, out, I ran too fast in the beginning. So okay. Yeah, but I'm. Uh, I think I finished at like a nine minute pace all over overall. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that but was really you know, good. the other thing about the the marathon, you know, get your water, eat your food, your jelly beans, whatever. Because if you wait till you need it, it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> so you can't. If you wait to get to hydrate till till you get thirsty, it's too late. If you wait to take your supplements or your goo to, until you're hungry, your stomach's hurting, it's too late. You got to do it early. <laughs> it's, it's like getting um, gasoline for your car. You can't go get gasoline for your car when your car run out of gas, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the marathon is a, is a far less forgiving race than the half marathon. You can BS your way through a half and still be all right and not hurt yourself. But if you play, you play with the marathon and you don't do that right, it's... it's it can be a life-changing experience, or the worst. <laughs> Lee, what started you um, running from the beginning? Um, I always ran. I just didn't run with a group. Um, uh, and then I am... Um, uh, with RTT, that's where I met you at. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So once I got a group to run, I started running longer distances, um, you know, challenging myself. And then it just become a way of life, you know? And the good thing about it is when it's, you know, when it's social for you and it's something that you do because you like then you always run, your body gets used to it. And for me, I just was able to stay in shape, so. Right. So what's motivating you to keep going? You know, it's that something keeps keeps you want to run. You, you're saying, hey, I want to get back into it. It's that runner's high, man. You know, when you, it's just, you know, I, I like the beginning of the race and I like the end of the race. The middle of the race, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you just kind of zone out and hopefully forget it. But, you know, I like the first couple of miles and everybody, you know, was all, you know, geeked and hype and stuff like that and then Here come the you know <laughs> and then you know crossing the finish line i mean it's a it's you know it's therapeutic for me because you're alone with your thoughts you know sometimes you can talk with somebody i don't never i never run with music um it is uh you know you get you know you know workout you know you work out the body you know clear your head 
And then at the end of the finish line, you know, a lot of times they have beer or food and stuff like that. So, you know, you get a treat and if you run in the morning, you know, your workout is done. You still got the rest of your day. So. All right. Yeah, that, that's, that's key right there. Very key. Get, we, we run to get a banana at the end. <laughs> banana, beer, slice of pizza. <laughs> oh, man, I love when they had a slice of pizza for us, man. That's always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a, you know, for me, it's just a, you know, the peace. I mean, you know, running running for me is therapeutic. I am, uh, before I started running a group, I would run on Saturday mornings um, when I lived downtown. And it was crazy to run, you know, downtown in the morning. You see, you know, flyers and all type of trash from the night before and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, you just, you know, you're alone with your thoughts. You know, you breathe, you know, you know, get the lungs breathing, get a workout in. And then you, I just feel better for the rest of the day. I noticed you were saying that you run, um, I call it organic when you say, hey, I don't run with music because somebody was asking me about that yesterday when I was with Black Men Run. We was around a table talking about running with or without music. And I said, you know, I can't run with music because I got enough stuff in my head going on I could think about throughout the whole run and I'm taking in the beauty of the run also. Yeah. I mean, you can't, part of it is me just want to be aware of my surroundings, but I just, my breathing gets off, so I need to be able to hear my breathing. Okay. I need to be able to hear my feet hit the ground for my pace and stuff like that. And so, I try to run with music, it's just, it never worked for me. Um, uh, so, I just need to just be. Now, that's know, new, I never heard, I haven't heard anybody mention on that. You, you, you listening to your feet hit the ground when you run it? Yeah, I mean, so I can, you know, make sure I get, you know, my pace. Like, I, you know, normally it Are would you be. Are you counting? Not count, but usually it'd be, you know, you take one breath for every two steps or something like that, or do some, you know, some, some algorithm like that. But I just, I need to be able to feel that. And I can't do that with, with music. Um, at least I've never been able to do it successfully so far. Right, right. Okay, that's so, interesting. Yeah, ran the whole marathon. No music. No music. Have marathons off, you know. I mean, you meet somebody, you talk. Sometimes you talk to yourself, stuff like that. But it's just... Yeah, you talk to, there. I talk to myself... <laughs> What, why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it usually is I should have should have did the training. I should have done something differently. <laughs> Especially uh, when you're on that um, Lafayette and you going out to that uh, Indian village and you like, man, you by yourself out there. Yeah, I mean the the way I, the thing about the marathon is that it's almost like you know marathon training is about four months, three months, you know, for the most part. And when you take off. You got 26.2 miles to think about everything that you didn't do right. Every every burger that you ate when you shouldn't have. Every time you, you skimped a couple of miles on a midweek run. Every time you didn't go to street training. Every little thing that you didn't do that you should have do, you should have did. You got 26.2 miles to think about it. <laughs> and it, and you're like, well, if I did this, I, maybe I wouldn't be you know tired here. Or maybe I wouldn't be dehydrated. So, it's, um, But again, I mean, I think it's just a... You know, it's a it's a it's a bigger commitment because you know you the runs are longer and you you know you can kind of do the uh, the you know the training for the half a lot easier and it's a lot less more of a commitment because you just got to get up to twelve or thirteen miles versus right. you know having to run twenty two or something like that running thirteen in the middle of the week. Absolutely, you know? I always say um, I'm always half marathon ready now because I, right. I'm always into um, training for marathons that. Being being able to go 13 miles, I, I believe I can at any time or day run 13 miles 
without getting a lot of lactic acid built up in my legs because I'm usually doing maybe eight to 10 miles each each week alone. So adding three more miles, you know, if I did a 10 miler for a half marathon would be, is no problem. Yeah, that was um, my goal. Like when I am, uh, before I, you know, the injury and stuff like that, my goal, my fitness goal was to be half marathon ready. Right. You know, I might not PR, but to say, you know what, I can run a half marathon. Anytime. Anytime and get through it. Right. Um, and, you know, I think that's, you know, a good place, like you said. Because, you know, if you get to 10, you know, once a week or something like that, or maybe every other week you stick to eight, run, eight, you know, eight mile runs here and there, you can get through a half marathon. Um, you know, but again, you start talking about running that full event. Ooh, it's, then all of a sudden you need a 13 miler in the middle of the weekend and a 17 miler on Saturday. And those runs are a lot longer and a lot harder to come by, especially in the, in the winter months because the days are short. And then in the summer months, you got to get up at the crack of dawn to get it before it get hot. So. Right. Oh, those hot runs are terrible on that long run. Yeah. Yep. You be dehydrated, sun in your face, sun in your eye, and stuff like that. It's just it's a much more real experience. Now, you did the Dexter and Arbor, right? Hmm? Yeah, I did that quite uh, a couple That times. was no joke right there, that last. Yeah, the Dexter and Arbor is just, it's, uh, I, I liked it. It was just... Hot. I mean, the year I did it, it was real hot because it starts late because of that train. And then you you think it'd be like you know very scenic, you know, running up running up on here on River Drive, but the novelty of that wears off real quick. <laughs> and then you're just dodging the sun, you know, for like 13 miles, trying to run in the shade, right? Run in the shade, and then it it ends on like a two mile incline. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's yeah, a, that's the thing they get everybody is at the end going up Main Street. Yeah. That yeah. last mile up. But it's got a good party. I mean, it's got, you know, you got, you know, good um, uh, a good party afterwards. You know, you get good stuff. Right. Like that. So it's, it's a good race. You know, it's a nice medal. It's just, you know, you can't be, you got to be carefully running in, um, uh, in the sun. The year I ran, a lot of people, I saw people, you know, collapsing and stuff like that from heat heat exhaustion. You know, um, one lady had passed out. They had an IV stuck in a tree for her, you know, because she was, um, uh, she was dehydrated and stuff. So you just have to be really careful with the with the hydration because it you know it's the middle of june if it's a warm summer then it start out at eight o'clock and you you know it could be almost 70 degrees 65 degrees you start out so if you're running a half marathon the second half of your race can be done in you know 75 degree weather or 80 degree weather right. and it's just not pretty then <laughs> i remember i remember you was um watching us do the um the tough mutter yeah. Remember, it took us forever to get through with the tough oh, mudder. Yeah. It was, I was, what was I walking or man, something? Man, it was about, I don't know, it was probably 15. It was too many people, first it was of more, all. It was like doing, 20 of y'all. Yeah, 25. 20 deep doing the tough mudder. And I say about a third of them only ran a 5K before. Yeah. And it was, so a I was, 12, I was walking most of it. What was it? 12 miles with 21 obstacles. Yeah. And we had people catching cramps that was just. Yeah, that wasn't pretty far. I think it took y'all like five hours. It, was took, it took like us that. forever because you was waiting on us. Like, man, they should have been here by now. Yeah, remember? everybody else friends is finished. I came there, y'all was still going through. Ooh, running in that mud was no <laughs> joke, man. Yeah, y'all was exhausted when y'all finished that race. I think y'all finished at like what one o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. Or yeah, <laughs> it was it was late. It was like man, it felt like it was doing an ultra run, man. <laughs> I remember we had to we had to swim across half a lake. With the gym shoes, you know, how many people experiencing running and then jumping in the water, swimming with gym shoes? Yeah. And, and then have to dive under all these barrels. 
Mm-hmm. I remember us diving under these barrels. Then we had to jump over some fire. Yeah. Jump in the ice water. I mean, it, it looked, I don't say fun. It looked interesting, you know, on the outside. Yeah, on the outside, until <laughs> you get in that electric eel and them little <laughs> wires shock you and you, you get hit like a taser. <laughs> yeah, that was a while ago, though. I didn't think anybody. Yeah, I don't think yeah, nobody did that again. Yeah, one of my friends is thinking about doing it later on this year, but I don't know. I don't think anybody from the group has done it. No. It's expensive. I, that was like $100, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm good on that one. I don't. I'm glad I did it so I can say I, I did the Tough Mudder, but uh, that one, I'm I'm not trying to run up there and do that again. <laughs> yeah, that's more of an endurance thing. I, I didn't, I mean, it just seemed like it was, because most people were walking though, so you, you know, as long as right. you, you know, had some uh, some muscle, you know, some strength training, you should have been okay. Yeah, the strength training was key because you had to hang and swing across the water and stuff like that, try not to fall in. But yeah. Awesome times of running in the metro area of Detroit. <laughs> yeah, running's a lifestyle. Yep. Runs a lifestyle. The run life. Right. So yeah, I'm looking forward to to twenty nineteen. It's gonna be an interesting year. You come back on the scene. Yep, looking forward to it. You you gotta come up with your first run for next year. I think it'll probably be uh, either Martian or um, uh, or Class City because I won't start running in until April, January. But you'll need that training yeah, time so, right there. Yeah, so it'll probably be a, be a Martian or um, a Class City. That'll be the Glass City half? Uh, I don't know what I don't have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I might do a relay. <laughs> do they have? Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah, yeah. about that. I mean, I could. Well, if I start in January, I could, I could do a half. So it just depends on how it go. Not a Martian. I used to do the Martian um, 10K all the time. Yeah. That's the one I like. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I can stick to the 10K for Martian. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. I think that would be cool. If you do, let me know because I'll do that with you. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people just do it. Don't nobody, they don't run it no more? Yeah, people run it. Oh. Just that there's so many more races going on and people started signing up for new things lately. Yeah, no, last, not this year, but I guess last year the uh, Martian and the Glass City were the same weekend. Yeah, sometimes so, that conflicts with each other. So, yeah. I mean, Martian's cool. I like the 10K. I wouldn't do the... No. I wouldn't commit to no half or no full. No, not, not in the Martian. Out in backs. Uh-uh. I mean, not for a half. It's just not... It's the, not the scenic view, they they say, is the same all the way going back and forth. Yeah, Hines, trees on both sides. Yeah, Heinz Park or Heinz Drive is... Yeah. Just out and back. Out and back. Yeah. yeah, I like that. The 10K takes you through a little nice little route through the through yeah. the, um, Dearborn and everything. Yeah, yeah, 10K is more scenic. Yeah, I would do that. Remember that time I had um my 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 when my truck broke down and I was driving my motorcycle for that oh, hot yeah. second and oh, yeah, it was races. raining. <laughs> Y'all had to get my shoes and bring them to the race. Oh yeah, you were coming, motorcycle. getting dressed out of somebody's trunk. Yeah, yeah, that was some days right there, <laughs> man. Man, you know I didn't ride my motorcycle for a while after I got my uh, Impala. You, you rode the motorcycle through most of the winter, man, right? Man, I was like, dude, I'm not riding this bike for a little bit. I was happy to be able to. Yeah, you rode that thing through rain, through snow days. Yeah, too. I had some stuff. People looking at me on the side, like, I don't believe this. This guy is on a motorcycle right now. Huh? Yeah, I had to get from point A to point B. Yeah, take it to cut the car. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. 
Yeah, I think I might I might try to do some walks though. So I might walk some five Ks. I was I was gonna walk. Oh, for real. I would walk. Walk jog, walk jog. I'm probably just walk. Cause just I'm not walk. supposed to run. I, I would have walked Glass City, but it's, the five K is not the same day. So right, right. I guess go out there to cheer. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's fun. Um, like today when I was at the um, court town race, I was able to cheer everybody in. Got a few pictures of them coming in. Got a video of Doug Williams coming in. Caught that before my phone went dead. Yeah. But sometimes it's nice being on the sideline. Yeah, I mean, sharing, doing run support is cool. You know, you ain't got to worry about, you know, running. Not, you get a chance not, to... Not Glass City. I got my um, PR because of you. Oh, really? Yeah, you came out. You had oh, yeah, me on, on that bike. bicycle. You <laughs> met me at mile 17. Yeah. And I was like, man, you was like, hey, you want something to drink? And yeah, I think I had a Gatorade or something. Gatorade? I was like, man, this guy's an angel right now. <laughs> you was an angel. I was like, yeah, let me get that Gatorade, man. I got that Gatorade, man. And then I think further up, um, Laura Lynn yeah, jumped Lillian, on board yeah, and she, she started running you. with me. And we all ended up running in. Who else jumped in there? It was just like near the last five yeah, or six uh, miles. It was Ken people Davenport from the, was there to be yeah, the fight. We ran into Ken Davenport. Yeah. And man, it, that all all that together just helped me motivate to get to that finish line. Cause I caught that cramp. Remember I caught the cramp. Were you running the full or were you running out? I was doing a full, doing man. A full? Yeah. I hit a cramp. Went, went you know, it went down. Slowed me down for about two, two or three minutes, but I still ended up getting my PR there. I did like a four, um, seventeen or something. There. That was that was that was good for this heavy guy. It's a, at one ninety, I was happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Glass City is a good race. Uh, it's, it's good, good spring race. Cause after that, you get in the summer. Yeah, everybody trying to run though. <laughs> That's like the last race before summer comes. Yeah, and then it kind of, I don't think there's anything else in the summer. I mean, you got to do Dex Ann Arbor, but. Yeah, I think Dex Ann Arbor was after that. Yeah, then after that, you just do 5Ks until the, um, uh, until the fall. That, um, what's that, Back to the Beach? <laughs> oh, yeah, Back to the Beach is cool. Back to the Beach starts early, so that that one helps. Yeah, that's the that's the one when I said it's only a, uh, a Was that it? Oh, yeah. Because uh, going that mile back. eight, though, on Back to the Beach. Remember yeah, that going hill. up that hill? Yeah, that was. That was a monster right that there. That was some BS. I'm still bitter about that hill. <laughs> You're still bitter about that hill? Yeah, eh, nothing. I mean, the hill there was bad. I think the worst hill I saw was Brooksy Way, though. Yeah, oh. Brooksy Way had Brooksy hills Way. that would run, so you couldn't even see above them. It was Good. just, and it seemed like it was like a mile or something like that. Those hills are so bad. I did a training on that um, Brooksy Way. What's the name of that street? I forget the name of the street. But, um. You get up the hill, you think you're at the top, yeah, and, you gotta, and then it goes up go again up and hurts your feelings. You're like, oh, They do man. that like three times, though. I yeah, remember. Yeah, you think you're at the top, and you're like, man, that's not the top. And you see, you say, man, that just gets you. Yeah, but then once you're at the top, then, you know, it's flat. You you almost at the, I think you got like a couple of miles left right. after you get through that. But yeah, it was. It slows down it was, your pace dramatically. It was people that was walking, and I I tried. I made it through the first two, but I think when it, when I got to the top and thought I wasn't the top of the hill, that's when I was like, you know, screw it, I'm walking. And I, I think I walked up the last hill, but it was just, and it had gotten hot too. It's, it's a monster. It's definitely a yeah. monster to have it at the end of a of a half marathon, man. Yep. Yeah, I was training for the marathon. I remember I was running with uh, Stephanie, 
And we were talking to this guy and we're like, yeah, all right, well, we got our five miles in before. And the guy was running the marathon, half marathon. He was like, what did you say? I was like, yeah, we did five miles before, but we trained for the marathon. And the guy looked at me so like, what the hell you mean you ran five miles before you ran the half marathon? <laughs> But we were we, we had to get twenty two miles right, like that, right. so you know unless you trained yeah, for a marathon, you yeah. wouldn't understand. We had to run. We had to run. You know, we ran out of time, so we had to do two miles afterwards. But right. I remember that guy looked at us like, "Are you people crazy. idiots? What, why would you run that far?" I think y'all but, crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, you had to get them miles in, and you do. And at that point, you know, you do five. You were training for a marathon. That was like the last long run. You know, you knock out five miles, don't really break a sweat. Do you right. do the marathon, and you good? Yeah, that's eight. That was eighteen miles right there. Yeah, and I think we did two or something like that afterwards. But so you had to end it up with 20. Okay. Yeah. That's, that was a good day, right? Or maybe we did six and then two. Whatever. I know I think we needed 22, but whatever works, we got them all. All right. All right, you guys. It was awesome talking to my good friend, LJ Arrington, and talking about some of the things we have done in the past together in our um, race life. Um, this is another episode of um, Running a Dream. I'm your host, Lucia Boyd. And um, remember, God loves you, and I do too. Amen. Hey, everyone. This is another episode of Running a Dream. I'm your host, Lucia Boyd. And... Um, this has been a wonderful week, an uh, um, interesting week of running, um, double dipping. For all those who don't know what double dipping is, I mean when you're running two times in one day. And t today I have um, a very interesting um, friend of mine who um, comes to you um, from the um, store called run Detroit in the uh, Midtown area of Detroit and he's been um, making moves around here in the metro area and his name is Justin Craig. Justin Craig, it's um, a pleasure to have you today on the show. It's my pleasure to be here. And um, I'd like to, you know, go over, um, wait, where do you come from? I seen you years ago. I forget, how many years have you been here now? The shop's been here for almost five now. Almost five years. Okay, wow. I remember when you first came to town and you you came to um, Downtown Runners and Walkers. I remember you showing yeah. up there and you passed out your car and everything. And I said to myself, I said, I don't know that young man right there, but he making moves. That guy's about to make some moves in the metro area. Yeah, that yeah. was probably back like October 2012. I had come out to sign the lease, and then I made sure that I was here on a Tuesday so I could go run with the downtown runners. Wow. We actually ran out of Honest John's that time. Yes, we did. Honest John's. Yeah. And you know, before that, I didn't know that there used to be an old Honest John's over by Belle Isle, by the MacArthur <laughs> oh, Bridge. Oh, wow. So when I went to Honest John's, <clears throat> I didn't go to the right one at first. Oh. I was thinking, man, they stood me up. Is this a joke? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's messed up. But I found you. So, um... Tell me, tell me a little bit about your run life. Where, where, where did all this um, interest in running come from? Interesting question. So, I had some pa interest and passion in running when I was a kid. And we had a, a mile fitness test in school. And maybe because of natural ability and my size, I did well. I actually won the mile. 
but I was a sixth grader and sixth graders weren't allowed to run track. And so I kind of got just pushed down a little bit and I didn't run after that. Wow. I couldn't run until I think it was eighth graders were the only ones that are allowed to run. Wow. So, you know, I just skateboarded and do all the other things that, you know, a lot of punk kids do. And uh, running actually just sat on the wayside for most of my adult life. And then I was doing a lot of cycling. And I just, at some point, I started doing a little bit of running. And I don't really know why I started running. But it started picking up a little bit more. And I started competing a little bit. Found out that I'm just better at it. And, and it turns out I'm actually a lot better runner than I am a cyclist. Interesting. So I kind of hung up the bike and traded it in for a pair of running shoes. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. What, what was your first uh, marathon that you ran? <laughs> my first marathon was actually my first run ever. Oh, um, wow. So I'm a classic case of do as I say, not as I did. I started running really to hang out with a girl. And she had this great idea. Hey, let's go run a marathon. And I thought, well, what's that? She told me 26.2 miles. Okay, I can ride my bike 100, so running 26, that's probably not gonna be too much of a challenge. And so I asked, when is it? Six weeks. So we got a pair of running shoes, and I ran for about two weeks, and my legs were destroyed. <laughs> I did not run again until the night before the race, and I went for a little shakeout jog, and made it two or three miles, and my legs didn't hurt. And so I thought, okay, let's give this a try. Wow. So I ran the marathon the next day, and I did not run for about six months after that. Man, that's, that's amazing. Only six, is what it was. <laughs> only six weeks. You must have hit the wall at mile 13 or something. It was about 18. 18? You still hit that? Okay. My hips locked up. I had tears in my eyes. Oh. It was pretty uncomfortable. I learned a lot about how not to train for a marathon. And I guess I, can, I should back up. I didn't even learn how to not train for a marathon because I did not train for the marathon. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. What, um, what running events do you... Um, have on the forefront what, what races are you plan on doing this year so the, for me ironically owning a running store doesn't actually leave a whole lot of time for running Absolutely. so i have to train over the winter i gotta tough it out and we're gonna bear it and i'll be able to get typically one race in this in the spring and that's probably we're gonna have to kind of put things on the back burner okay so this year i chose glass city as my oh, primary sweet. so that's down in toledo it's the, at the end of april april 22nd yeah the reason i know that it lands on my birthday this year oh nice so okay. I, i'm i'm contemplating on running that because the next week i have um uh, Mount Charleston in Nevada to run. Okay. So I'm thinking about do, still running it just for a birthday run. I've done the half down there a couple times, and it's a really cool race. So I like that it's got a small, like, hometown feel. Right, right. But the course is cool, and it actually draws a really competitive crowd. That, um, I think it was mile 17. I, I, start, I was feeling real good at mile 17 at um, Glass City. I, I, I had um, got a PR at Glass City. Nice. And I was real, you know, happy about that. I got a 417. I think I went from a, a 4, um, like 25 or something like that and hit a 417 on that marathon. And okay. I, was, I remember being excited about it. But like you said, it has a real hometown feel. It's not a, like a hundreds and thousands of people on both sides of the road. Yeah. And you can end up being by yourself out there for a little bit, yeah. you know? And even, you know, for myself, I've been rather blessed that I'm a little quicker. And so even big events like rock and roll marathons, to right. be honest, 
it's still pretty lonely up front. Uh, <laughs> I've run the Seattle Rock and Roll a couple times. Okay. And, and I don't really hear a whole lot of music. I hear a lot of check, check, mic check. Oh, wow. Uh, they're not playing music that early. They're not ready for the, the front runners. <laughs> they're not ready for you guys. Oh, my goodness. What, what led you to start um, Run Detroit store here in Midtown, Detroit? A few things, actually. So my background was in orthopedic medicine. Okay. Uh, I had eight years in spine surgery and then six more in foot and ankle. Wow, that's and awesome. Yeah, I, I needed a change. Like, I, I, ironically, I got burnt out with the workload and the hours, but I have a lot more responsibility now, and I work a whole lot more hours. <laughs> But the change, you know, the difference is I'm doing what I love. Exactly. And so when I, what I say, I, I dropped out. When I dropped out, I actually helped some friends open a running store in Seattle. Okay. So for three years, I managed their store. Uh, I covered all the day shifts, and then they did evenings and weekends. And after a few years, you know, Aaliyah was feeling like she wanted to move from Seattle, move back home to the Detroit area. Right. And uh, I knew that I was really loving what I was doing. We just thought. Everything that I was experiencing that West Seattle runner, what would I do if this was my store? How would I do things differently? And that was really the foundation of what we created here, was taking everybody else's ideas and modifying them a little bit and making small improvements. Wow. Out of all the cities in the United States, you come from Seattle to the Motor City. And I would do it over and over and over again. That's amazing. Absolutely. That's amazing to me. Thanks. It's... Because a lot of people, you know, when you say Seattle and he comes from Seattle to Detroit, it's like, what out of all the cities in between? You got Kansas City, you got Oklahoma City, you got Chicago, you got all these cities. Bam, Michigan. Well, the big thing for us is Aaliyah grew up downriver. So she okay. grew up in Rome. So okay. she wanted to be closer to home. So that was the real catalyst to bring us back to okay. Michigan. That's what but it was. to be honest, like, we're too young and we're too hip for Monroe. Like, we wanted to be in the city. And, and we have this postcard in the store that I reference a lot. And the postcard is from the Detroit Experience Factory. And they say, Detroit is big enough to matter in the world, but small enough for you to matter in it. And that's really true. Like, you can actually make an impact with a podcast. You can come to Detroit, and there's a chance. Like, you can actually pursue your dreams here. That's not something you can do just anywhere. Absolutely. They, they, uh, there's a saying, if you can make it in Detroit, you can make it anywhere. It's true, because it's kind of hard. you got a lot of support, but it, it's not easy. Um, talk about your um, VIP section. You have a wonderful VIP section for the Detroit Full Marathon that you've been um, hosting every year. And, and I've been a part of being um, a volunteer. I really enjoy being able to, to um, work in that area of the marathon. Yeah, we, we have a lot of fun putting that on. And when Ali and I decided to open this running store, we wanted to do it differently. We wanted to create something that we wanted to experience as customers. And so many people, the marathon, especially the Detroit Free Press Marathon, that's what they're training for. And we wanted to be able to take part in that celebration with them. So what we've done is, we, the last few years, we've been partnering with Saucony. And we rented a private parking lot and we bring in tents and event fencing and private porta potties. And I'm just trying to create an experience that's gonna make your race day the most remarkable it can be. You don't have to worry about a thing. I'll take care of your gear shack. We'll feed you. You've got no porta potty lines. 
and we really just do everything that's within our control other than running the race for you to make sure that you have an experience that, to be honest, it's actually better than the experiences that the elite athletes get. Wow, I, I remember um, it was Glass City um, probably two years ago. And you had the elite athletes come to our t- to the <laughs> yeah. to the Run Detroit Flight Club ten, and I thought that was amazing right there. That was a fun little mix up. So uh, I was working with Clint, the race director down there, and trying to get some VIP areas activated. And so he worked with me and said, "All right, this is a good idea. We're going to make this happen." So they set up the corrals, and and I got quarter potties for our group, and they decided, "Well, we're going to do this for our elite athletes as well." But there was no like caution tape, or there's nobody to like cordon the sections off. Right. right. So the elite athlete uh, area got overrun with everybody else, and so then the elite athletes sort of got kicked out of their own space. Oh my goodness! So we took in the orphans, and to be honest, (laughs) it was pretty cool to be able to like hang out with these people. Like that race is crazy fast. Those guys for the half, like they're going to be running under 110, and it's just. To be able to rub elbows with them, even for a few minutes, right, is cool. Right. It, it, it reminded me when I did, um, um, what race is that? The um, Dexter and Arbor. I, I just so happened I was on the bus with a few of the athlete runners on the bus. And um, it was me and Lehman Barber and somebody else. I forget who I was on the bus. But we, we wanted to ask them, what did they eat before they was running this event? And the guy had an English accent, which I'll never forget. He said, we'll be eating them. Um, Tea and uh, we eat eight tea and and toast and I was like, all they had was some tea and a little toast yeah. before they run this half marathon. I was very imp- in, um, impressed with how little fuel that they use for yeah. running. Well, you know, I mean, they're highly tuned athletes, and so yeah, that's that's all they're going to take going in. But keep in mind, I tell people all the time, it's not that they're running a half marathon; it's they're running a half marathon in seventy minutes or less. And so once you start thinking about things in time, like you probably don't need to fuel for 70 minutes. Right. In time, yeah. Other people who are going to be out there for two hours or 120 minutes, they're going to need to uh, change their fueling strategy. It's going to be a little different than, than those elite athletes. Absolutely. They, they have um, efficiency, energy efficiency. Yeah. Hmm. That's very interesting. I was um, noticing also you have a real good program where people can do the couch to 5K, which is, I believe is a very awesome thing for people that's just entering the running um, game. Yeah. And I really like how you have, like we have um, three miles, six miles, or ten miles on Saturdays when we meet at, at Rundy's Choice Store. And I re- always remember you had your... Um, Beginners running on the um, the Quinder Cut, yeah, and we all go by there and root them on. Hey, you guys doing a great job, You're doing a good job, and it, it was it was just awesome, you know, being able to be camaraderie with with each of those people that was on the Riverwalk that day. And I mean, that's the whole idea behind it, right there. A lot of beginners, the the biggest obstacle for them is they they're worried about being judged, and so I kind of them in the deep end of the pool a little bit like i want you guys to interact because once they find out like nobody's mocking them you're going to encourage them then it it just helps break down those barriers it gets people excited and it keeps them in the game man that's that's just so awesome 
It's just awesome. I really, um, I enjoy the store coming here. You know, I just think it was a, I think you had one of the greatest ideas and it's like, man, I, it was something that God saved just for you because there's no other running store in the city of Detroit that I know about. And there never has been. And, and that's so interesting. Yeah. It was such a niche. I was like, man, that's everybody I believe um, Justin is, has their own particular blessing in life. Nobody can take your blessing. He, God has it just for you. It's especially made. It's it's just um, how should I say it? The way they a potter pots of uh, um, clay is made just for you. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I re I really I really know that. Hey, when you took took over the city of Detroit with the run store, I said, man, that was a that that's a blessed man right there. Doors are opening in his behalf. For sure. And I've definitely watched, watched that occur. And it's just the beginning. I know certain things are occurring in your life and God is blessing you more and more. You haven't, you haven't, um, you know, what you started and everything, it's, it's not the end. It's just the beginning as far as I can see. That's right. We're just laying a foundation. we got some fun stuff coming up. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to start making some announcements soon. But, you know, we, we did things a little bit differently here. And this, this is just the foundation. So the next level is going to be even more different and more diverse, and uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. You give it, give it just a little bit of time. Man. We'll, we'll blow your mind again. That's what I'm talking about, running the dream. We're going to be running the dream. That's right. <laughs> so, I, you know, I've, um, I've, been, I've been tweaking my own self up lately. I've, I became a vegetarian um, in January, and um, I noticed... Over the last couple of weeks, my pace has finally started going down. Okay. Because my weight, I'm about to, I'm about to dip under 180 pounds. I've been like 190 something forever. Okay. And I've been fluctuating between 190, 195, somewhere, somewhere in between this. And I finally broke the barrier. When I stepped on the scale the other day, and I was at 182. Wow. And I was like, yes, I'm getting there. Cause I'm, I know once I get back to the 160s. That, that pace is, I'm gonna get back to my seven, six minute paces. Yeah. I'm excited about doing that. And um, I really. Um, how's, your, how's your energy level? Are you still feeling like you're, well, you're fueled? The, yeah, the energy is interesting. What I've noticed, I noticed this um, Tuesday when I was running with Downtown Runners and Walkers, we ran over in um, um, Southwest Detroit around that park over there near. Oh, uh, near near okay, the cemeteries yeah. that I was when I got I did four miles when I got to the last mile I realized my um pace was holding when I looked at my watch I said oh I'm holding it usually my pace is going down 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 okay that day it, I did negative splits and but it wasn't planned Okay. A lot of people are out here doing, you know, making sure they run the next mile faster than the other one. But yeah. I, it was a natural, natural run that I just was feeling better as I was warming up through the run. Okay, cool. And, and it felt real good to do that. And I know you got a lot of training. You got, um, you got a, you got a coach. You still have um, coach for myself personally. Uh, for the for your um, oh, for the three point one one for the three point one one. Yeah, so Kelly's coming back as our coach again. Okay. Uh, so Coach Steph writes all the programming. Awesome. And then uh, Coach Kelly has been Stephanie the one. Heiser. Yep. 
Okay. And she, uh, Kelly's been the one that then implements the plan, so she's like the face of the program day to day. Okay, great, uh, great. So she's coming back, and she's just awesome. Like her energy level, like she's you, on fire. Yeah, you two would get along good. Yeah, yeah. she she's a how they say she's a firecracker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she'll be she'll be uh, heading the charge again on that. That that's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be awesome. It's, it's good to have that energy. They're gonna be they're gonna be starting up at uh, Wayne State again. So. We actually don't know where we're going to be just yet. We'll right. definitely do something. Okay. Uh, it's going to be here in the city. Um, but we moved it to do Quinter Cut a couple years ago because in the past we've had 15, 20 people. Right. And that was actually manageable to run out of the store. Okay. But that one year we had like 130 people. Uh, wow. And, and honestly, I got a little – yeah, I should show you the picture. This space we're in right now. Full of people. We had to bring a PA system. We had to have speakers. Oh, uh, that's amazing. Because there was nearly 500 people on the Facebook event that said that they were interested or going. Uh, so five. Was, you say 500? 500. Uh, Build it and they come, huh? Yeah. And yeah, blew <laughs> blew my mind. <laughs> we also went into damage control because. Uh, you know, I don't have a bathroom situation for 500 people. Oh, no doubt. So that's actually when we moved to the DeQuinter Cut. Okay. So depending on the model uh, and how many people we're going to have, we're going to try to run it out of the store if we can because I think it creates a lot more crossover with the existing running group. Right. And that helps to break down some of those barriers. But if it does continue to stay at those high numbers, we'll keep using the cut. That way we've got room for everybody. Yeah, that's awesome. DeQuinter Cut should get some... Um some some bathrooms over there. I, when you just mentioned that, you, you know, that they should have more restrooms. It's, uh, it's near Shed 5. They do have a bathroom. Oh, they like, do? Right on uh, Russell. Oh, Russell. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's Shed... Yeah, I think it's Shed 5. So there is a bathroom, but it's going to be like a block and a half from that. Wilbur oh, the Street. Eastern Market. You're talking about Shed 5 or the Eastern Market? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because we start up at the Wilkins Street entrance to the cut. Okay. That, the Queen of Cut is growing. Yeah. It's, it's growing. I, the Cut is something awesome. Anytime we've got somebody from out of town that's running, I send them to the Cut. Like the Riverwalk, that's cool. But I make sure they turn up the Cut because it's just, you're not going to find that in any other city. You you um have that the, that route, that 10-mile route I did, um not last week, but week before last. The green one? I love it. That was awesome. I've, I've been in Detroit, man. All my life, every bit except six years when I was um, in the military. Okay. So much artwork when yeah. you run through that one tunnel yeah. and then over there. Over by Recycle Here. Recycle Here. I yep. went around the corner and it was me, um, David LePec. It was. Um, I saw the photos. Like you guys going yeah. to the underpass and you guys uh, took uh, time to stop at the Lincoln Street Art Park. Yeah. Uh, we actually. So that route is a modified version. Last year, uh, Wayne State hired us to put on a running tour for a group okay. that was in from all over the country. And so we had a bunch of flight club members that actually were the, the leaders and they were running various groups of based off their pace and then they would actually point out the different uh, sites along the way and so we gave them a running sightseeing tour and then we finished across the street over at Motor City Brewing everybody got to hang out and drink beer oh, in the sunshine man. afterwards they got awesome pizza over there too they I do. Look, love that stone pizza they got stone oven man that, that, that was amazing um, I, I, I love your routes you have some real amazing routes um, I, especially the one is, the funny one is 
when we go to Sears Street, yeah. we do that 10 mile over Sears Street, we go across, and you always tell people you gotta go all the way across, and yeah. you go might look, alley. go through the alley, and people be like, looking at you kind of funny. But the interesting thing about that route is that's the neighborhood I was born and raised in. Oh yeah? So we're literally running past my dad. My dad still stays over on, over there on you know, that, that neck of the woods. Nice. And we go right past his street. And if I was to make a left, I would half, half the block I would be knocking on his door. Awesome. <laughs> you know, that's the cool thing. You can run and say, oh yeah, I remember this place used to be here. Or you can run past somebody's house. There's a lot of history that you can see on these on these uh, group runs. I, I love when we you, um, when we run through um, the beginning part where you see what's that Chicago and Boston Edison area. Yeah. Those houses, you know, and those those houses have so much history. I mean, those houses. Um, I know Woolworth owned one of those houses. Um, What's the guy named um, Smokey Robinson? Yeah, he owned the house. You know, you got a home, so many famous people from um, Detroit, especially in the music industry. And it really seemed like the Boston Edison—that's where everybody congregated. Right. Uh, I'm over in the Indian Village area, and so it's a lot. It's a lot similar, alike, but it doesn't have like the same cool history. Like the homes are big and grand, but it was a lot of like automotive people over in the Indian Village. Okay. Whereas then you have like the cool people up in Boston Edison, like <laughs> people you want to get to know. <laughs> people with a little spunk. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 real really a good thing. I really enjoy that. Man, I really enjoy um, talking to you. We had a um we we have a wonderful club, our flight club that you came up with. I thought that was an amazing thing to to come up with a running club where we would um run different races and we all come together in the same shirts and um we got such a camaraderie you know yeah. I've, I've met so many friends through through the flight club through run detroit that is it's it's really a blessing man you've been a blessing to everybody here Thanks. well I, I definitely can't take full credit for that that's that's <laughs> Aaliyah and i working together on that Aaliyah, one. bless your heart too Aaliyah. that uh <laughs> now i do have to remind you that the first club of you know, first rule about uh, Flight Club is we don't talk about Flight Club, but <laughs> just All kidding right. there. Right. But, uh, you know, the idea was a lot of clubs, it's, it's about performance. And so when you're earning wings or your points, it's not just about going out there and setting a PR or doing well in a race. Right. You know, volunteering at a race, bringing somebody new to a uh, group run carpooling because we want to get people talking I mean, what is running running is social running is no different than hanging out at the pub or something like that absolutely so we want to get people interacting we want to bring different people together and flight club has just been one of our ways to be able to make that happen no but that's right we can only take a little bit of credit for this it's it's all about you guys you guys are the ones that are actually driving flight club yeah, otherwise it'd be lee and i you know standing out there in a tent by ourselves so <laughs> you guys are what make flight club cool man that's awesome that's awesome I, I remember when you first got the tent with um run detroit on it and um when we when you when we put it up at the different events it felt felt good you know like Doesn't hey it? i'm a part of this organization yeah. these are all my buddies right here you know and it's nice because people will like they they flock to that tent yeah you know, we got a spot and I'm glad we splurged. We got the full walls so we can block it in. So when it's crummy out, like you can stay warm, you can stay dry. 
uh, yeah, that tent's been a blessing. <laughs> big time, big time. Um, this past um, year, the, the, the weather wasn't interesting for the, um, it wasn't that cold. I remember that other year, year before last, you had to put out heaters for those, for the big tent. Oh, at, uh, at, at the, the VIP area? At the VIP, this, yeah. year, this past one, the weather was in, in our favor. Yeah, it was, I know a lot of people had a really rough day though. Like, the heat and the humidity was a challenge. Yeah, if you was ra uh, running that race, you was feeling it, no yeah. doubt. But that's Michigan, and that's why I sit, tell people, like, we've got to train through it all. Uh, right now, like, I'm balancing some of my runs outdoors, but some of my runs are indoors. I want to be training in the heat. So, come Glass City, if it's 70 degrees on a whim, like, I got to be ready for that. I learned a big lesson when I completely bombed at the LA Marathon a few years ago. I was training below freezing, and then I show up out in LA, and it was 89 degrees on race day. Are you serious? Yeah. 89 degrees? It was my, I went into that marathon the strongest and the fastest I've ever been, without a doubt. I set a three minute PR in the half marathon uh, leading up to that, and so I was confident, like today's gonna be my day. And then it just fell apart. And I, you know, I never wanna take comfort in somebody else's misery, but a lot of people dropped out that day. A lot of people had really bad races. DNF, DNF. My slowest marathon ever. Slowest than my first marathon that I stumbled through with no training. LA was slower than that. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty humbling day. So I told myself, you know, when, when everything goes well, have fun, live it up, enjoy it. But when something goes wrong, like, let's see what we can fix. And I learned if I'm ever gonna run a race that could potentially be hot, I'm gonna do at least some of my workouts indoors and I can try to acclimate to that heat. Absolutely. So I, I'm running twice a day, uh, much like you are right now. Okay. So for me, I'll run seven days a week, six days a week are gonna be doubles. And at least one of those is gonna be an indoor workout. Wow, that's awesome, that's awesome. Are you running on a treadmill or on an indoor track? A treadmill. Okay. I, I, yeah, the track could work for some people, but I worry about overuse injuries going around those corners. Right. Uh, we don't have an indoor 400 or even an indoor 200 meter track that we have access to. Right, I feel you. Uh, so a lot of people don't love the treadmill. I put my Netflix on, I watch movies, and okay. I just zone out. Awesome, awesome. Yes, that's a great idea. And I just found out, I, I got a, um, a text. No, no, I got a call from someone today and they told me that that they were list they listen to the um podcast while they were running nice so i was like oh that's interesting and he's like man that was very motivational i'm glad i was able to to listen to that so it's that um it's good to be able to get feedback like that right when you know you're putting the work in but sometimes you ever wonder like where's it go is anybody actually paying attention and uh when I hear back from people you know, through social media or through the emails that I put out or I had an event today and actually had people come up after me like, oh yeah, I've been to your store and this was my experience there. Like, that's the stuff that keeps us Absolutely. engaged and keeps us feeling excited. Keep putting in the work uh, knowing that somebody else is getting some benefit and some pleasure out of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, that's awesome. I don't know why I got this stuck in my head right now. Teamwork makes the dream work. It's true, isn't it? <laughs> Having a group of people to run with, like, 
between the flight club and the racing team, the whole idea was to to get people together and get them running and not necessarily challenging each other, but working as a team. There's a there's a study that says that if you do a workout, and let's say whatever the workout is, and you do the exact same workout tomorrow, the weather was the same, your heart rate was the same, all of that, the training effect of doing a workout with somebody else is gonna be much, much better. Just having somebody next to you, you're gonna get an increased benefit from that exercise than if you do it all by yourself. And so something as simple as having a running buddy, you know, showing up at our Saturday run or downtown runners on Tuesday or Atwater on Thursday and running with people actually is going to make you a better athlete. Absolutely. I, I concur with that 100%. I, I'm, I've always been self-motivated, but I've been kind of spoiled the last probably almost a decade now because I got so many running friends. So yeah. I'm always able to go to all my all my running clubs and I say Saturday my long run, I get to do like four miles and then 10 miles with, with um, Run Detroit. And then during the week, I'm gonna hit Atwater on Thursday. I'm gonna hit Downtown Runners and Walkers on um, Tuesday. On Wednesday, I go down Down River Runners. Nice. But I got people to run with. Every time, yeah. So I, I it, and, and you know what you just said is, is so profound because I run. I know I, I'm running faster because there's somebody either in front of me that's a, that I'm trying to you know get keep as close to them as possible, or somebody next to me, and we got to keep each other going. But that 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 um, camaraderie running with with um, a group, and I call it um, um, Lehman Barber used to say it: the pack is strong. Yeah. Yeah. The pack is strong. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so that's it's a blessing. I'm really enjoyed really enjoyed this conversation that we that we had. Um, is there anything else you'd like to expound on or anything? No, just if, if somebody is ever curious, how do I get started? You know, just show up for a run. Honestly, a lot of people are nervous about joining a group run because they're they're worried they're not gonna be fast enough. Um, or maybe they had some bad experiences in the past where, where it was rather cliquish. And as you know, like with our Saturday runs, we don't separate by pace and we don't separate by distance. Because if I separate on day one, you're going to get stuck in a rut. And I don't want you stuck in a rut. No. So I tell people, the hardest part is going to be just showing up. If you show up, I guarantee you're going to have a good experience. So show up, get out there, set a goal. And it can be uncomfortable, but tell somebody what your goal is. Put it out there, and it's going to keep you accountable. Accountability partners. Yeah. That's, that's an awesome thing. Man, this is awesome. Well, I really enjoyed um, this. This episode is going to be epic right here. We're coming, for all those that's um, listening, we're coming to you from Run Detroit um, store in Midtown Detroit on... Um, um, Canfield, what's the address here? 441 West Canfield. So make sure you guys come out, visit this store. This is an awesome store. I've bought a lot of um, shoes here, a lot of different um, um, clothes here. They got awesome, awesome energy gels and um, protein bars here. They, if you're looking for your first watch, I guarantee you, you, you can come here, get a nice um, running watch. They have all different levels of running watches here. And they have um, headlights if you're running at night. 
we they got headlights here for running at night and wow you got so many different array of things you know the big thing is we also have advice like yeah we're a retail store and selling stuff is what puts food on my table and that keeps our door open but i also tell people drop in you know sometimes you're looking at all these different uh, pieces of advice online just come in everybody on my team is an expert we can answer questions for you and advice is free so come on in have a conversation let us help cut through some of that clutter and just make sure you're starting off on the right foot or getting you back on track if you fell off the rails a little bit and just from my experience here at run detroit store i remember every time i, I put on a pair of shoes whoever's whoever's um doing doing the sale of the shoes they have me run they look at um, how I'm running, see if my foot is going left, right, see if my knees are in or out, but they're able to see exactly what type of shoe I should be wearing. Have, they had me go outside and run down the block in, in the shoes and come back. If those shoes don't feel right, we, we try out more. We, we, can, we go through as many shoes as we need to to find the shoe that's just for you. That's, that's how Run Detroit is. They're very personal. So come out and visit visit this store. It's a, it's a real wonderful experience. Awesome. Thanks for the words. I mean, that's the goal. It's it's all about service and aesthetic. So this is another episode of um, Running the Dream. We ex we're excited about um, this episode. This is episode number um, two that's going out. I hope you all have enjoyed this show today. And um, we'll be coming to you very soon with, with our um, next episode. And you guys, I want you all to know that remember, God loves you and I do too.